A few of my friends just came back from the Osa Peninsula and they inspired me to talk about this amazing area of Costa Rica for today's podcast episode. For those of you who have been there, I know you had a wonderful time. Talk about Jurassic Park, huh? This is what the world looked like a million years ago, and now with the good roads leading in from all points, it is here for all of us to explore. Just a little history first. The history of the Osa Peninsula is steeped in mystery, and at one time, this biologically intense place was a part of the ocean floor. However, as the volcanoes continued to erupt and the tectonic plates collided, an unbroken land bridge beyond North and South America formed. And the Osa Peninsula rose above the surface of the water. The land bridge between the great continents is in large part responsible for the incredibly high biodiversity found in this area. Humans have visited the Osa Peninsula as far back as 6000 BC and various indigenous groups such as the Cherokee and the Borucas hunted in the lush rainforest of the peninsula for many hundreds of years. About 20 years after Christopher Columbus lands on the beach near Limon, an explorer named Gil Gonzalez Davila met a local tribal chief. His name was Osa, hence the name of the peninsula. In 1569, Sir Francis Drake visited the shores of the Osa and was alleged to have buried a treasure somewhere along the coastline. That has yet to be discovered, and <laughs> to, to this day, once in a while, you find some uh, drunken crazies uh, with a shovel on the beach trying to find Sir Francis Drake's buried treasure. In fact, I think I was down there one year doing that. As the next couple of centuries passed, the Osa became a place that time forgot. Then in the 18th century, a Spanish, a Spanish naturalist named Fernandez de Oviedo, who was visiting the region, was awestruck by the rich stock of flora and fauna. His plea to the locals was to take care of the forest, but his words went unheeded, and well into the 20th century, clearing the jungle was considered the best way to improve the land. In 1821, Costa Rica gained its independence from Spain, but most of the indigenous people of the southern zone were killed or they were driven out by the introduction of foreign diseases and coerced labor, which is slavery. The Osa Peninsula most likely became uninhabited and the forest cover throughout the area expanded and grew so very dense. In 1848, Costa Rica became a republic, and around that time, a colony of Panamanians were the first to migrate to the area around the Golfo, uh, Golfo Dulce, which is the sweet coast, or the sweet gulf. The Costa Rican president at the time sent a mission of colonists to compete. At that point in time, cattle became, became king on the Osa Peninsula. By the end of the 19th century, a few naturalists had visited the Osa Peninsula and they faintly signaled that the Osa could someday become a territory of fundamental research. In the 1890s, a government-funded expedition focused on accurately mapping the southern region, intended to help legislators learn just what was theirs and how best to exploit it. This was also about the time that the original village of the Osa Peninsula, Santo Domingo, was taking root. In 1910, the town changed its name in honor of the first president to ever visit the Osa Peninsula, Ricardo Jimenez, 
At that time, the settlers of the Osa processed and sold coconut derivatives and other local produce to passing steamships. Also around this time, the Osa was gaining a reputation as a place <laughs> to drop off criminals in the most remote locations of the peninsula. The natural barriers of the area basically isolated these lawless individuals to a life of fending for themselves in the wilds of the last frontier. In the 1930s, things started to change on the Osa. The United Fruit Company decided to desert the Atlantic region and to move to the Pacific side because of a de deterioration of the land near the Caribbean coast. Then in 1937, the United Fruit Company moved to the Pacific on a land swap with the government and ended up owning much of the territory outside of the Osa's previously settled areas. To the locals, the United Fruit Company was known as El Pulpo, the octopus. Also, Puerto Jimenez was an agricultural town of a few hundred that became home to the Costa Rican Banana Company, which was actually a subsidiary of the United Fruit Company, and that was exploiting hardwoods and exploring the Pacific lowlands of Central America for precious woods and increasing their plantings of banana and oil palm. Also at this time, gold was discovered on the Osa Peninsula. This is where myth and storytelling shade the truth. Some say that it was the criminals who discovered the valuable metal when they were left to live or die on this natural penal colony. Others say it was a settler who found gold dust in a shell on the beach. Whatever the truth might be, the Osa was now gaining notoriety as the last frontier, which was lawless yet full of opportunity. Gold mining began in earnest in 1937 on the Golfo Dulce side of the Rio Tigre, Tiger River. The gold miners reached the Madrigal River, limit to present-day Corcovado National Park in 1939, and after discovering gold in the sand on the beach, a gold rush began, complete with a movie theater, general store, brothel, and bar. This was short-lived. In 1938, Puerto Jimenez had grown into a slightly larger and less demure frontier town, gaining an airstrip with passenger flights to San Jose, the capital. Big mining companies descended on, on the Karate River in the 1940s, and in 1943, the United Fruit Company determined that Osa's soil, topography, and accessibility were not apt for banana production. Shortly after, the company deeded all 13 of its Osa properties, comprising over 117,000 acres, about one-third of the peninsula, to a retiring company engineer. You know, we could go on and on. We're just up into the 1940s now. There's so much history in the southern Pacific zone of Costa Rica, and it all leads back to what it looks like today. Costa Rica's Osa Peninsula is a green treasure house of unspoiled rainforest, swathed in green jaguars and ocelots rule here, sharing their domain with scarlet macaws, toucans, howler monkeys, and the ever-inquisitive squirrel monkeys. Osa Peninsula is a magical place where tapers body surf on the Encanta de la Vida, and a rugged coastline swathed in untouched forest reaches out to thriving marine habitats. There's quite a few things to see. I'm going to talk about the top five things to see while you're around the Osa Peninsula. First of all, the Corcovado National Park. It's an incredible place. I've been there before. One of Costa Rica's premier attractions, 
The Parque Nacional Corcovado covers nearly half of the Osa Peninsula. Deemed as one of the best places to visit on a trip to Costa Rica, the National Park is home to an astonishingly diverse ecological system for wildlife in the Osa Peninsula. The biodiversity includes Costa Rica's big cats, the tapir, the giant anteater, and the harpy eagle. Access is possible by a challenging day hike along one of two primary jungle tracks, the coast-hugging La Leone to Sirena of the formidable rugged Sirena to Los Patos, or via a boat to experience the easier tracks around the Sirena and San Pedro Ranger stations. I'm sure I screwed up that Spanish pretty well. Karate. Karate's deserted beach is a perfect backdrop for photography. South on the Osa Peninsula lies Karate, a starting point for hikes into the Corcovado National Park. Reaching Karate involves a drive high into the jungle-shrouded mountains. When you arrive, an exotic tropical lagoon greets you with sublime sunsets straight off a picture postcard. Karate's deserted beach fringed by lush forest trees is a phenomenal backdrop for photography and the perfect spot to catch a wave, enjoy an invigorating swim, or simply spread your towel out on the beach and relax in the sun. Pan Dulce, Backwash, and Matapalo Beach. If surfing is your passion, the beaches in the Osa Peninsula are for you. Matapalo, a short 15-minute drive from Blue Osa, is home to three gorgeous beaches with a lush green jungle, while as their backdrop, these spectacular beaches are great spots to surf or simply chill out. Their pristine turquoise waters are also home to countless dolphin pods. The archaeological site, Finca number 6. This is where you've heard about the historical stone spheres ranging from 20 to 30 meters in diameter. They're significant artifacts in Costa Rican history. Located halfway between Sierpe and the Costanera Sur, the museum safeguards the precious pre-Columbian stone spheres that are Costa Rica's most intriguing archaeological finds. Listed as a World Heritage Site, these stones are the scant traces left behind the enigmatic Diki civilization that once roamed the Diki Delta between 300 B.C. and 1500 A.D. If you're going to Google that, it's D-I-Q-U-I-S. The Diki shaped perfectly spherical stone globes, the largest measuring in at 2.5 meters, which is what, about 10 feet? Across, it weighs 24 tons. Wow! Their purpose is as mysterious as ever. Some historians believe they were used as solar calendars or status symbols, while others suspect they were ceremonial. And to finish this up, the Isla de Caño, or Caño Island, a pleasant 40-minute boat trip from Bahia Drake, Drake Bay, sees you arrive at the heart of one of Costa Rica's most spectacular marine reserves, the Isla del Coco. Tocano, excuse me. Uninhabited, the island is a world-class diving destination populated by fan and brain corals, sea plumes, giant conches, and the endangered Panulirius lobster. Massive schools of tropical fish entice whales and dolphins into the area. At the Paraside dive site, you can see enchanting sea turtles and hammerhead sharks <laughs> from a distance. 
While majestic manta rays, reef sharks, and barracuda visit Devil's Pinnacle, Isla de Caño is only accessible by licensed dive tour operators such as Drake Divers and Osa Divers. As you can see, we could go on and on and on for hours, highlighting the most incredible things that you're going to see at the Osa Peninsula. I would suggest you put that on your to-do list when you're going to Costa Rica. For those of you who don't know, the southern Pacific coast in Costa Rica is incredible. There are not too many people down there compared to the northern coast, Tamarindo, Playa del Coco, and all that. And you're going to see Costa Rica like it was millions of years ago, I'm sure. Anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And thanks to the gentleman who uh, contacted me. He wanted to learn more about the Osa Peninsula. And uh, I hope that we helped him out. His family's going to go visiting there in the next couple of weeks. And we're really excited for him. Thank you. We appreciate it. And we'll see you tomorrow.